Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. On the 10th of July, the Rosetta spacecraft did its second flyby of an asteroid. Have you heard about this? I have not. Rosetta spacecraft left Earth in 2004, and it was designed to do two flybys with two different asteroids, and then it was going to swing past a comet, and it's going to land on the comet in 2014, and it's going to take a trip back into the inner solar system on the comet. On the comet? Yes. And they're going to take lots of of pictures, and they'll take samples of what a comet actually is. Can you land on a comet? Is it solid enough to land on? Mm-hmm. Is it a big slushy snowball? Is it a is it an asteroid with attitude? You know, it's, what actually is it? On the tenth of July, it rocketed past Lutetia and took pictures of it and checked its density. We had a lot of talk about density last time. We yeah. wanted to see how what's why it's useful to us. Is if one of these suckers ever comes at us and we have to destroy it, we really yeah. need to know what they're made of. Yes, and if they're dense and whether they're, they're actually one mass or a conglomeration of pebbles mm-hmm. or whatever they are, we need to know. It's done two flybys to two different asteroids. The best thing was it took off in two thousand and four. The last five years, six years, it's actually just been doing loops to, to get the orbital energy past the Earth, past Mars, back to Earth, back to Earth again, I think, and it just kept going round and round and round. It's taken six wow. years because it's got such an elliptical orbit it's got to go into to intercept the comet mm. in 2014, in four more years. It, you've got to have this really weird orbital path yeah. and to, to swing it in, otherwise it'll just crash into it. You don't want to crash, you want to land. Yeah. So it's really, really hard. But it, as of now, I'm pretty certain uh, it's going into shutdown mode for four years and it'll just be put to sleep as it sort of flies through the inky blackness of space. That's going to be a very anxious moment when they go to turn it back on. Yes, yes. Because I know with a PC and you you hit the sleep (laughs) button and it goes, I'm just going to go to sleep and when you come back after lunch, Bob's your uncle. Try to wake it up again. The thing doesn't work. Dead. Totally dead. But they've had a few anxious things with Rosetta. When they fired off the first time, there was a slight mistake made in its orbital trajectory. And, that, of course, that builds up over the years and it's really, really out. When it went past Mars, mm-hmm. they, for, the, uh, for the slingshot effect, to take orbital energy, a slingshot around Mars to, so it can yep. get faster, get further out, they decided the course correct. And that meant they had to use Mars almost like a roundabout, using the gravity of Mars to change the trajectory of the spacecraft. Mm-hmm. It went within 135 kilometers of the surface of Mars. That's close. That yeah. would have been a big red planet out your left side window. Yeah, like you'd, be, yeah. you'd be sitting there going, pull to the right, pull to the right. It's into the, into the spin. Into the spin. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and it just, it, it, it's, had, it's really an exciting little, little craft, which I've heard not much. It's the ESA, the European Space Agency, so it's not NASA. Yeah. And I think it's a really exciting pr- project, which not many people know about. Yeah. And now you do. But that leads us kind of into... Our first mystery sound. A mystery sound. A mystery sound. Hello, breakfast radio. <laughs> I found and now, Smart Enough's Battle of the Sexes. <laughs> wait, no, wait, no, no. We can do gotcha calls. Oh, God. Hi. Is your fridge running? <laughs> you should go catch it. Just ring people and go, Hi, our show's important enough to irritate from random strangers. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Hi, it's Greg and Dan. You don't know who we are, but we hate you. Uh, we don't. We don't hate you. We love you. We, lo- we love you. Yeah. We and, love that, you. and that's what we're going to say when we call you all up individually, right. one we at a time. You. Three in the morning. Hi, it's Greg. We love you. Are you smart enough to know bedroom antics? <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can see what you look like. 
<laughs> you should close your windows. All right, that's creepy. Now, mystery sounds. You want me to do science on you? Oh. <laughs> All right, so... Okay, mystery sound, go on. You, now, now, Dan, what you should do is listen to the mystery sound. It'll go for a bit, but listen to the mystery sound. I want you to think of what it is and what it implies. Okay. Now you've listened to the mystery sound, yep. and I'll give you the one hint. It yep. does connect, kind of, to the Rosetta spacecraft. Right. So that gives you an area. Don't don't say amoebas or anything weird like okay. that. Okay. So what's the mystery sound? Uh, is it a Vegas stage show? Uh, all I see is like a guy <laughs> with a whole bunch of wine glasses in tuxedo tails, oh. like doing that. Da dun da dun da dun. This is a nice little bass note in there. Yes, yes. Boom, boom, boom. Now, of course, the fact that you've said that it's something to do with spacecraft. Yes. Oh no, no, no. I, I probably would have guessed it's something like uh, fluid dropping off stalactites or something. It sounds like raindrops or something. Mm. Like, dun da dun, and like the asyncopated beat. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's a space thing, then I'm guessing it's probably something like a pulsar doing the bass note or something, or some sort of orbital thing. Ooh, orbital thing. Something that's orbiting or spinning. That's Oh, well done. That's pretty close. That's that's, that's not bad at all. Do you want me to tell you, or you want to keep Uh, guessing? No, no, hang on. Well, because the (laughs) thing is, it sounds like a musical instrument to begin with. Mm. Uh, okay, well, I'll give you the next hint then, which is only fair. Yeah. It's been converted into musical notes. Uh, it doesn't actually make that noise mm. because there's no noise in space. Can, can I, well, uh, so the question I was about to ask is: it does it make noise? Does it make no noise because it's in space? And well, well you, then you gave does me it a... as in it's a yeah? Okay, okay. So don't, don't even think one thing. Okay, yeah. it makes, no, I'm just confusing okay, you. Okay, it's a space fish. It's a space it's fish. A, it's a singing space fish. <laughs> Yeah, so it's something it's something being some sort of signal that's being blocked and unblocked in, in some sort of order, but it's a couple of different interfering signals. Is it two interfering signals from something that's spinning in space? I would say that it's nine interfering signals. Yeah, nine. Nine interfering it, signals. Oh, oh, wait, is that wrong too? What? Because there are there used to be nine planets. Oh yes, one was down. Oh, really? Was I? But mm. but but the thing is that Pluto is not the largest Plutoid. No, no, it's not. There's a Kuiper Belt object. No, it's yeah. not. So there's like there's twelve big objects spinning there's, around. There's, there's un, 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 lots of them. Yeah, there's lots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't know how many. Lots. Yeah, maybe. But uh, but the, look to keep it simple. Mm. They've used. In fact, it's ten because they've added in a big asteroid as well to represent something. I know what it is. Oh, yep. It's it's the orbits of the planets uh, in so one of those that big base note, boom, boom, yep. boom, is one of the planets' orbit, yes. and all the other ones are all the other orbits. Congratulations! At their different speeds. You hit it exactly on the head. Yay! That's very very clever. Yes, it's the it's a, a, a website I found called Solar Beat, and a man has actually created. The, you can actually watch the planets whiz around. So Earth takes, well, one yeah. once a second. Mercury goes bing, bing, bing. And Venus is mm. bing, bing. But it shows the, uh, the harmonics between them all. So that how they all fit together. And how and as it rotates around to a certain point, it fires off the note. The, you, don't hear, you never heard Pluto. You never heard Neptune. Yeah. We never listened to it long enough. Uh, but what you listen to then, once you edit it down, I suppose, yep. uh, will be about uh, 30 Earth years. 
or, or orbitals. Uh, but it's called Solar Beat. We'll put it in the links. Uh, but it's well done. Well, done. well, well worked Thank out. Thank you very much. Okay, so, but that's what the solar system sounds like rotating, supposedly. If you look at the orbital mechanics of the planets. Nice. You see, when you said Mystery Sound, I assumed that uh, it made that sound. Well, okay, next time I'll try and find one that does it. I'm just a bloody pedantic. <laughs> Maybe I do want to play Battle of the Sexes. The Dissection of Comedy Notice the vivid colours of the plumage. Primary colours engage the children's mind, making it more conducive to the laughter reflex. As we cut through the leather carapace that appears to contain the enlarged feet, we find standard-sized feet. The shoes, like the nose and hair before it, turn out to be simple adornments. Previously, it was thought that these enlarged feet were for feeding in the wetland habitats, but it has since been discovered that the surface tension of these large feet are still not enough to support the weight of the common clown in such an environment. Thus, we can only infer that these feet are for mating displays. The clown has a vocal display too. As we fold back the other layers and break through the trachea, we find the voice box. Note the similarities between this biology and the biology of the man artist voice box. One very exciting discovery by our team was during the capture of a wild mime. It was previously thought that the mime, like the giraffe, was unable to make an audible sound. During capture, it was able to simulate the noise of various species in the same manner as the uh, Australian lyrebird. It made a sound along the lines of, uh, if, if I might attempt to recreate, <clears throat> No, please, please, what are you doing? I am just a street performer. Ah, what is in that hypodermic needle? Someone call the police. Please, please. It gives the strange and beautiful illusion of a sentient creature. But we must, of course, be mindful not to imprint our own human emotions on this Beautiful and comical creature. Sasquatch or Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. Welcome, Greg, to the Crypto Zoo. I feel so excited. Here at the Crypto Zoo, there are all sorts of animals that don't actually exist. They're all fictional animals. So cryptozoology is the study of things like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. Just be careful. I know people out there who get very angry. You just call them fictional. Maybe... Unfounded animals. Unfounded animals. El Chapa Nibre. No, that's the Ooh. one. No, that's the one from Futurama, which is also fictional. Mm. Uh, so was it Chupacabra? Chupacabra. Yes. But tonight, I'd like to talk about gremlins <gasps> from the movie Gremlins in our science podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because what we're going to do is we're going to de- deconstruct how gremlins work in a scientific manner. <laughs> Okay. Now I have a gremlin here, and oh, uh, ah. so if you'll just make the first incision. Right. No, no. Now, what do you know about gremlins? From from the 18, 1984 movie? Yes. The first one? Okay. <laughs> We're so old. Um, let's see. 
don't feed them after midnight. Don't feed them after midnight. Don't get them wet. Don't get them wet. And don't put them in direct sunlight. Yeah. Or and what, what, happens light. You, what happens if you put them in uh, bright light? They die. Yes. They, they shrivel they up. They sizzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they burn and they, and they burn. sizzle Yeah, up. that's right. Uh, what happens if you get them wet? They also sizzle, but and they get little blisters and new gremlins, well, mogwais. Mogwais. Mogwais, yes, the little furry ones. Yeah. They get new mogwais, and they have different personalities. So they're not cl- they're not clones. Yeah. They're they're but they're they're variants of them yes. of, of the first one. And what happens if you feed them after midnight? They turn into gremlins. That's true. The angry little reptilian ones. Okay. So what can we derive from these facts? Facts. <laughs> what can we derive from these facts? <laughs> from these very interesting. Say, let's start with the uh, the sunlight one. Yes. What does this in- imply to you about? It the... lives in caves. It lives in. Or it's nocturnal. It's nocturnal, or it lives in caves. Yes. yes. Or a... under under the sea. But that's a bit ridiculous. Not that the gremlin. Oh, but maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But the gremlin form could be the undersea form. Oh no, no, no it couldn't because that's pretty there. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. The so it sleeps in caves in yep. the day and it ventures out at night. Yeah. And it's furry, so it needs the fur to keep itself warm in a mm. cave. Now I think we might skip ahead to the Ooh. don't feed it after midnight. One, yes. Because that's the really interesting one. <laughs> what does that imply to you? Because what happens if you feed them after midnight? They transform into the little... They go into a cocoon. Oh, yes. They pupate or they change inside the cocoon and they come out in a different form. Yes, yes. Now, we have animals that do this, like butterflies and stuff. That's right. Some creatures have, like, four different forms. Yes. They start off as a little weevil and they move on to a bug. Actually, have you heard there's theories now that uh, triceratops, dinosaurs, had different forms. Really? Yes, there's theories now that, let me think, triceratops is the one I'm thinking of. There's another one, I think there's triceratops and there's, oh, there's a smaller one. It has a very similar name. Its horns face the other way. They don't face the same way. Mm -hmm. And now they're saying they're not separate animals. One's the adolescent version of the other oh, right. and they actually they physiologically change a lot so as they wow. get older they're not just like us we get bigger and we kind of fill out and change I mean humans change a bit but you can still oh, baby human adult human they actually think that changes there's a theory now that these are they, which could cut out hundreds of dinosaur species as different stages of the same dinosaur wow. especially um, velociraptors or raptors in general yep. with their feathers you know because everyone everyone now knows that velociraptors are feathered surely they were feathered animals, not yep. like not like. Um, it's so girly though. But like uh, it's, it's like the it's turned it's these no. ultimate killing machines into these ultimate gay killing and machines. The, and they, they still kick your face off. They're fabulous. No, 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 no. look, nothing. Look, there's nothing. Oh, I just don't agree with that. It's just that I'm worried about terror birds. I, I, mm. I worry about large mowers. We talked about this already. Yeah, these, I'm terrified of birds. Now you've got a bird with reptilian attitude. No, very scary. But okay, so they supposedly the raptors had different feather types. There's oh, a right. theory that when they were young, they had different feathers to when they were older, and then when they were really old, they, all the feathers kept changing shape, not just bigger or smaller, but actually changing. So, yes, there's a lot of... Going, cutting back to gremlins, yep. it seems to be this is something that animals can do. Yes. And have done. Okay, so but what does this imply to you about the mogwai? That it uh, must feed at dusk. Oh, no, it can't. Well, the thing is, like... if it's got this process, then this means that in the wild, mm. when it feeds when it feeds... Yes. Uh, eventually, at some point, it's going to feed after midnight. Unless it knows in- instinctively not to do it. Well, I mean, that, that, that's not the case in the movie. In the movie, they all want to eat. Oh, okay. So and they you have to prevent them from eating. So after maybe midnight. maybe it means that around midnight, around about midnight, how long do they, they pupate for? Like, is it quick? Uh, no, a day, a day or two. Oh, okay. Maybe where they 
evolved. Uh, they uh, they have a really dangerous predator. So they have the nice mogwai form, which yeah. which, which they mate and they yay, they get wet and they make more of them. Wee, they fill a whole area. They get eaten a lot. That's mm-hmm. oh, that explains that. That's why they have to they they reproduce by water touch because yeah. they're getting eaten all the time. Yum 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 yum. And the only way they can keep up and survive is by pumping out more children. Yeah. Boom, 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 and they get yum 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 yum. Eating, eating. So there's a terrible predator out there. Yeah. And after a while, so you had this mogwai doing its thing. In the end, one mutated and learnt well you know I mean learnt but went through this process of pupating to this really dangerous form Mm -hmm. because that meant it didn't have to worry about the predator anymore it became the top predator by transforming into something that could kill the top predator well, I had yeah. better chance of surviving the top predator but, interesting but then again why isn't the world full of gremlins well because mm. well probably because the, there's always a balance something else would be eating yeah. the gremlin now but not eating the mogwai maybe the mogwai lives with the big top predator they have a symbiotic relationship but something else eats the mogwai so something else comes yeah, in yeah. when the mogwai transforms into a gremlin that's when it's old protector eats it ah well this <laughs> something that I got confused with because yeah with the water they can reproduce Yes, so a, a mogwai will get wet and it will reproduce and create more mogwais. But if a gremlin gets wet, it creates more, more gremlins. Gremlins, yes. So the thing is, if this kept happening, then eventually all the mogwais would have eaten after midnight yes. and you'd end up with more gremlins than mogwais. So there needs to be another way to reproduce with gremlins. So Making mogwais. My, yes, to right. make mogwais. So, because obviously the gremlin is the adult form. Oh, you know, Mogwai uh, is the juvenile. Yes, but yes. The thing is, if you're not feeding them after midnight, mm. you are forcing a human construct on it, and you are inhibiting uh, the Mogwai's growth yes. by not feeding it in a time where it can have as much energy as it needs to go into the cocoon, sleep, and then wake up. Yes, so yes. You're forcing that on it. Yes, yes. So in the you're wild, keeping it, you're keeping it. What's it called near a near fight. Near, near, yeah. near, near, near teen, near teen, oh, okay. N-E-O-T-E-N-E, I think it's near teen, uh, where some animals always stay in their juvenile form. Uh, oh, right. Never change. They always stay, and they learn to reproduce in their, in their juvenile form, which is what mogwais have done. Mm. Uh-huh. So the problem is that while they Neot- can... Sorry, repro- sorry, neoteny. neoteny. So they, they can do asexual reproduction, mm-hmm. but they seem to introduce uh, like massive mutations into them. Mm-hmm. They seem to be getting more information, so they create different types are they, are they dumber? Do they get worse with, like, photocopies? Uh, they, I can't remember. They certainly got meaner in the movie, but that's only a very small sample. Yeah, set. that's right, yeah, if we didn't see it. So I can't... I don't feel comfortable making that sort okay. of judgment. We'd have to watch it a bit longer. But what I, what I would suggest is that the <laughs> adult... Because the thing is, if they can reproduce when they're in a juvenile state, then there's no point to having another state afterwards unless it helps them reproduce. So yeah. I reckon that the gremlins are actually a protector state. The gremlins are the protector. In like the, the movies, they grabbed um, they grabbed Gizmo and they took him away and tied him up. Yeah, but I mean, they, they were nasty to him, but they didn't kill him. Yeah, they, they they were really vicious to him. But then monkeys do that. Monkey troops, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But it might be protect. It might be a really vicious form of protection. Yeah, yeah. It might not be. But also, they were out of their natural environment. They yes. were they were in a building, especially gremlins yeah. too. They were in a building in New York. Well, we try not to bring too much gremlins oh, okay. in because there's oh, okay. a fair bit of a uh, genetic yeah, it was. manipulation yeah, in there. Was. One. That's true. That's a good point. Oh, so that's that's cute. okay. This like gremlins one. So they were, they they wanted to keep the mogwais near them, mm-hmm. but they were nasty to them. So maybe, but maybe then again, animals yeah. do that. Like, yeah. this, it's horrible to think, but dolphins, who I've always called sea bastards, yeah. those smiling sea bastards, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. goddamn dolphins, they, they rape. Yeah. They, they, they will push, male dolphins, like packs of 10 or 20 will, uh, pods, will push female dolphins into a bay yeah. and not let them out. Yeah. And, and then they'll actually go in one at a time and rape her yeah. and then go out. And so, that, so you go, well, animals, that's right, sea bastards. 
You just watch me. Uh, so let's, let's, let's wrap this up. Let's bring this into one. Okay, so the Mogwai slash Gremlins uh, have two stages in their life cycle. Mm-hmm. They can asexually reproduce yes, yes. Uh, at both stages. Bud, even. It's budding, yes. It's budding. very exciting, yes. But because they can do that, that means that a, a Gremlin must be able to create more Mogwais. So I, my guess is that they sexually reproduce ah, to create a, to more Mogwais. More Mogwais and a better genetic like a stronger genetic thing. Yes. And that... Could the um, the the ability to asexually reproduce in the Mogwai form be a much later introduction? Because the gremlins were a bit violent and a bit vicious and dangerous, and maybe if they were being picked off before they could reproduce sexually, taking your, your idea. Ah, nice. So in the end, there wasn't enough of them, and but the Mogwai mutated so that it could accidentally reproduce. Where the hell would it have to... It has to be somewhere with no water. It has to be a desert creature. Yes. Oh, yes. That's It'd have to be a desert creature. It would have to be. Like the Death Valley. It'd have yeah. to be somewhere like the driest places on like Peru- Peruvian deserts mm. fighting that whale. Uh, <laughs> it would uh, it'd have to be because it can't be water. I mean, what does it drink if nothing? Oh, it would probably eat gum leaves or something. Oh, like koalas don't drink. Yes, yes. Actually, they, they do need a little bit, but that's right. Yes, your bark. Uh, bark, bark. Because I have to eat a lot of bark. Because there's, there's a lot of fluid in most foodstuffs. I just, I just realized how much fun it's going to be to take the bit where you said bark twice and uh, take that out of context. Thank you. Bark, bark. bark, uh, bark. Now I've done it. <laughs> That's, there you go. Cryptozoology. Who would have thought it would be so exciting? <laughs> <laughs> wonder what they taste like. Probably like people. Hi, Dan. Oh. Hi, Greg. Can I, um, can I come in? Yeah, sure, whatever. I thought I'd drop by and... <coughs> I thought I'd drop by and drop off the sketches for the... <coughs> Look, I thought we'd work this out. Work what out? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, come on. You know exactly what I'm talking about. No, I don't, okay? It's right there, Dan. <coughs> it's right there. It's in the room. And we're not going to talk about it? No, we're not. Because I've learned something interesting. I found out that you have been working on another podcast behind my back. What? No! Uh, 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 who told you? I've got my sources. I've got my sources. Welcome to Smart Enough to Know Medicine, Dr. Watson. Hello, Dr. Watson. Hi, guys. Thanks for inviting me in. Now, are you a real doctor, Dr. Watson? Not quite yet. I'm, I, I call myself doctor in training, which is a nice way of saying, you know... He's got, got the little wheels on. I can see them. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, um, just uh, one more year yet, and they actually start paying me for a living, so I'm quite Good excited Lord. about that. And then you'll be driving around with cars and... Women and I don't know what doctors do. I just realised. Yeah, that. apparently not. I have no idea. See, hey, actually, what I will ask straight off the bat, straight off mm. the bat, just so we do know each other, just so people know this. I didn't just grab a doctor off the street. That that'd be fun too. How are you going to get this one's clever man? How's all your years of training again? This bomb. <laughs> Seven years at university. Not enough episodes of MacGyver. That's right. That's right. Can't stop a crowbar. Wait. <laughs> but the the, the heal that. <laughs> <laughs> Physician, heal thyself. Wacky dee whack. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, he's doctor. 
Watson's looking a little bit disturbed now. That's fair enough. Just slightly. Okay. He's answer already this question. You can answer this question for me then. You sure. need to know something. Would you say that even though we've had thousands of years of scientific medicine, science and medicine working together, mm. science, oh, sorry, medicine is still really just hacking and burning? Uh, 90% no. of things are hacking and burning. You either cut it out nope, or you cauterize nope, that mofo. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, please. Actually, no, no, I disagree. And there's actually good reasons for that because, uh, just, just to correct you there, Greg, but yes. like science and medicine have only really been in tune for like probably about the last four or five hundred years. Excellent. Not, not really thousands. Oh, okay. okay. Um, before sure. that, it was all just kind of, you know, some wise old guy would poke someone with a stick <laughs> and then just write about it for a while and everyone that's else right. wouldn't bother to actually look into it and they just go, okay, that's great. Yeah. And yeah, that this, sounds this like my GP. That's, yeah. Arist- that's Aristotle for you. Everyone he was an idiot. Um, he made so many mistakes, and everyone just went whatever. And then, and then they proceeded mm. to think it was real. It's rubbish. Pretty well. No, I wouldn't go that far. He had some I, good ideas. I am. I am. Okay. I, you bring Aristotle in. I'm going to kick him in his beardy right. face. <laughs> Do it. All right. All right. We'll have to find his dust, and you can kick some dust. Okay, if that make you feel good. <laughs> bring some fighting sand in. But um, nowadays, yeah. Okay. Originally, at the turn of the century, you know how many drugs were actually in your average GP's bag? Like, uh, this was how many drugs they would take to them on a house call. 506. You're close yes. if you minus 500 off that. Oh, which I, I, which I was doing. I was going to say two. I was honestly going to say two. I thought two. Damn it. Oh, so, Wolf Spain? It's for a, like right. silver. <laughs> silver. Silver. <laughs> Depending on which stage in the process you're at, yes. either we'll, st- we'll stop it with some wolfsbane, or it's the it's the big scalpel. I'm so glad we invited the doctor, and now we're talking about werewolfism, yeah. <laughs> lycanthropy. Yeah, okay. Come on, glad to be here. Um, Fill us full of knowledge. But yeah, so but now take a guess how many uh, how many medications there are on average? Um, three, six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys just don't get out much, do you? Um, or at least visit your GP. Okay, nowadays there are... We are men. <laughs> now there are literally hundreds and hundreds. And this isn't just like... We're not just giving out different coloured M&Ms here. It isn't like, you know, red and green and blue. But all, I mean, the, these the, things the, all have different Don't they effects. just go in there and like burn something out or, or no. point out where you get to cut something through? No, no, you're talking about surgery. Surgery is yeah. cutting and burning. I am talking about At surgery. the end of the day, surgery yeah. is cutting and burning. Okay, right. But there's even new techniques for that. I mean, there's improved things for healing bones, healing burns. And basically, the doctor now, like the medical doctor, as opposed to the surgical doctor, because mm-hmm. there is a there is a split between. I, them. I watch Scrubs. I know. Yeah, Turk sure. was a surgeon, mm-hmm. and JD was a was a clinical doctor. I think yep. yeah. green scrubs, yes. blue scrubs. Yeah, We get all information from Scrubs. Right. Look, I, I'm not necessary anymore. I'm just going to. You guys can talk about Scrubs for a while. I think that'll <laughs> that'll cover everything. <laughs> all medical what knowledge. What do you think of Scrubs? There. Is it is it you know? It's a great comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as I'll go. But medical medicine nowadays is all about pharmacology. It's right. all about actually balancing up what drugs and the effects they have Making the body, body do what the body does anyway, but helping it along. Making it do it better. Oh. Crystals? Oh. Like crystals? Uh, <laughs> sorry? Salves? Salves. Like, like salves. And I mean, iridology. Staring in someone's eye. Phrenology. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What happened to phrenology? Um, Why did you people kill phrenology? I mean, really? Well, basically because it didn't work and it was oh. full of nutty people. Um, oh. So basically, I mean, I would personally have loved it if phrenology actually worked because, you know, you reading bumps on people's heads and going, <laughs> that predicts, you know, that predicts your personality. That's awesome. That's right. It um, worked for Hitler. Yeah, oh, sure. Oh, hang on. Invoking Goblin's Law now. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I've now mentioned Hitler in a podcast. Podcast. Uh, Is that yeah. the first time? I think it's it. That's our, our first rate. Won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, unfortunately, uh, look, the crystals, 
they don't actually work. The salves, depending what's in the salve, um, if it's like made of you know unicorn farts and moonbeams, it's probably not going to do anything. If it's actually made of like you know corticosteroids, it's probably going to have some good effect. Can I ask a question? Another question. Sure. I've got so many, so many questions to ask. I'm just going to just going to I'm going to say a word. Yeah. I want your honest reaction, both emotional and intellectual. Right. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Primed. Homeopathy. Incredulity and intellectually, I would say nonsense. Just right. rubbish. Oh, so, so yeah. I would have screamed and yelled a lot more. So you see, so you're, you're a professional. I would have gone, it's just bullshit! It's well, bullshit! See, this is the problem. Like, <laughs> this is the problem. I'm, I'm actually thinking that inside. And it is actually screaming out at me in various different ways. And, you know, if I could actually ooze contempt, I would do it. You know, because somehow I had a contempt <laughs> oozing part of my body, I would give that a red hot That's go. hard to record. That's <laughs> right. That's... That's, That's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might get a picture yeah. of that later on the podcast. Yeah. On the, uh, on the <laughs> but if you're a doctor and someone comes in to see you and they say, look, I got my magic beans in a bottle and a homeopathic bottle and it got diluted and I drink that. And yes. Why aren't I getting better? Yes. If I laugh hilariously at them hysterically and just like <laughs> kick them in the face <laughs> and throw them out the door, they're not really going to get better. So I have been actually trained to accept the most ludicrous assertions at face value without actually... <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. So, so is, this, is this when it doesn't work? Placebo. Placebo. So, so you're helping... It doesn't work. Well, well, <laughs> as, well, as in you trick people into thinking it. Yeah, they feel yeah it. exactly. So you're, you're it's placebo. Them. It's placebo. It's complete placebo. Right. They've done heaps... Well, heaps. They've done many, many studies which basically show it's just complete placebo effect. Mm. There's no mm. benefit from it at all. And does, I know England, uh, the, the English government pays for homeopathy. Does it happen in Australia at all? No, no. And despite the homeopathic organisation of idiots, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that, of Australians <laughs> we, we, trying we to... We can edit that. <laughs> We're not going to, though. Yeah, yeah. Edit it. H-O-O-I. <laughs> <laughs> come and get us, homeopathists. You know where we are. Um, Careful. What they'll do is they'll start to come for us, and then they'll just dilute it with lots of not coming for us, and we'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> My whole bum will explode. Boom! <laughs> But that's a normal Tuesday for you, isn't well, that's it? Right. Yeah. That's right. I, I like to go out. Yeah, well, meet the people. But yeah, I think, honestly, I think it's a complete waste of money and the British National Health Service and the British government should be embarrassed to be funding something that's just based on wishful thinking. Right. Excellent. That's good to know. Excellent. All right. Dan, any questions before we move on? Me? Anything you want to know? You've What's this rash? <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that, wow. Pull your pants good, up, Dan. Pull your pants up. That's a good question, though. Do you get that's sick, a good segment. Do you get sick? Do you get, what, what rash, that rash? <laughs> is that? Well, um, do you get sick of that already? As in, as in, do people come in already go, oh, I'm not feeling very well, Mr. Mm. Watson, Greg Watson, I need to... It's a combination of flattering and a bit disturbing because I'm not a doctor. Not yet. Oh, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I show Greg all of my rashes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Like he's responsible for most of them. It's, true. <laughs> it's a lot of friction. Just okay. stress, basically. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, that's what you think. Uh, there, there's emotional stress and there's physical stress, so I don't know, I'll let that's you guys work out which one. Yes, um, one can snap you in half. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> No, well, but basically, yeah, I have had friends inquire to me about certain medical conditions, and I tell them all, go see a real doctor, because I'm not mm. a doctor yet, yeah. and I don't have the experience or the training to really fully answer. I can tell you what I know, mm. but mm. compared to you know, some of the people I've worked with, you know, I'm just some kind of vaguely swimming medical fetus that just hasn't really <laughs> developed yet. That's it. That's, that's the byline for the show. Greg Watson, medical fetus. Bum, 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 uh, bum, bum. He swims in vitro, do, 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 do. in utero, in utero, in utero, yeah. in utero, <laughs> da, 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 da. solving crime in a jar on a shelf, in yeah. a jar on a shelf. 
Now, what you have to understand is I will be editing all of Greg's madness out of this interview, so it will come across as quite respectful. Okay, okay. So Greg's just not saying and anything, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be lots of you talking, then Dan talking, and then this really uncomfortable silence, and then back to you talking. <laughs> This has been another podcast of Smart Enough to Know Better by Dan Beeson and Greg Wah. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please get in contact with us, dan at smartenough.org or greg at smartenough.org or go to smartenough.org and get onto our forums. We want to know where we're wrong. We want to know where we're right. We want to know what you enjoyed and didn't enjoy. If you have any ideas, please send us them as quickly as you can. All good ideas accepted and stolen. Uh, oh. Someone's eager. Sorry, sorry, just, I'll, I'll take you. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks, good, thanks. You're on the air, caller! <laughs> we're, actually recording the, we're actually recording the podcast at the moment. Say hi to the nice people. Hello, nice people. How are you both? <laughs> uh, bark, 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 b